Welcome back to another episode of A Place Where I Belong Ministries, the ministry that is all about getting you connected into the body of Christ. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff, and I'm so glad you tuned in today because we have an amazing show for you. We are continuing the Odd Man Out series. This topic, we're going to talk about what has been on my mind for quite some time, actually. And this 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 episode is kind of near and dear to my heart because it is something that I was really struggling with for a long time when it comes to being able to, to really get connected into the body of Christ. And um, I remember there was a point in time where I was going to service and... I basically overheard a conversation between two ladies and each of them were complimenting one another. And eventually one of them said something that we, it's a common phrase. We hear it all the time. Uh, she said, it looks like we both showed up in our Sunday best. And later on in the service, uh, just as praise and worship was starting, uh, these two guys come walking into the sanctuary and they were construction workers. And I don't know if they just got off work but they were decked out in their full construction gear. They were, they were, you know, they were wearing their ripped and torn jeans, but not in the fashion trendy way. They were wearing their construction steel toe boots, the ones that are just massive. Um, they even had their um, reflective gear on, and they were just covered in like dust and dirt. I mean, it literally looked like they just got off work, and it, it kind of got me thinking. You know, what what is it really? Is, is, it, is it wear your Sunday best when you come to church, or is it come as you are? And now some, some of us could ultimately make the case of the fact that maybe it's both, you know, that maybe come, come as you, maybe it's come, as, uh, come as you are is, is, is more of a, a condition in that sense, right? Or they could even say that, you know, wearing our Sunday best is, is really more of just wanting to honor God. And I'm pretty sure, you know, there are people out there who could probably find Bible verses that will actually adhere to that. Or, you know, there are probably some people who can even make Bible verses fit, you know, to, to kind of to kind of bring this about. And, and to honestly say that maybe coming as you are doesn't necessarily mean clothes purposes or how we necessarily look, but maybe it's just more the condition of the heart, which I, I can fully understand in that in that sense. But what we want to look at today is within, within, within this episode is, is to kind of get down to the root of it. I mean, if, if, what's the point of us coming to church looking our Sunday best if we're broken inside? You know, what, what's the point of us, of us trying to look good when truth of the matter is, is that, you know, we need God to really kind of show up and do something in, in, in service. You know, some people show up to service and to be honest with you, they come in their suits, but in their minds, they're like, God, this is, this, is, this is it. This is my last chance. If you don't move here today, if you don't do something in my life today, if you don't give me a word that's going to help me or encourage me, then I'm gone. I'm done with this. And, you know, that really got me thinking about the state of the church. And it kind of brought up the question within my mind, are we changing the meaning of church? And so that's what we, we really want to look at here today. And as always, I have a guest on the show, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about the guest here today. Um, he's probably one of the coolest guys that I know. He's highly intelligent, fashion forward, super creative, and to boot, he's actually a, a, a really good looking guy. Wow. Yeah, I'm okay with, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with, with my sexuality to say guys are pretty good looking. So, um, so our guest here today is Emmanuel. He also goes by the stage name E, 
So super excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, not a problem, man. I wanted I wanted you on this episode in particular because I know in the past you and I have had conversations before, and you know it's 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 always fun when you and I talk and and we get yeah. down into what the church is really all about. And um, I love the fact that you know um, I'm I'm a little bit more radical thinking when it comes to church. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can sometimes have some pretty far out ideas. You know. Um, uh, you know, and, and sometimes it's, it, you know, I got to take a step back and be like, okay, maybe the church just isn't ready for this yet. You know, we'll, we'll put that on the back burner and we'll see how this goes. But um, essentially, what I wanted to really get into, though, is, is that I've, you know, I've, I've, I've ultimately always loved the type of knowledge and, and the insight that which you have to bring. Now, now, this show just isn't about wearing your Sunday best issue. It, obviously, it goes a lot deeper than that. And but I really did feel like I needed to make a point in, in where this show is kind of go, where this show is ultimately going to go. And that point is, is that how much of the worldly views or worldly ideas are we allowing into the body of Christ? Um, there was, question. there was a moment, um, in uh, the mid 1990s, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people aren't probably going to remember this, but in the mid 1990s, there was this really big movement where, um, a lot of churches were were trying to figure out, you know, how do we how do we get more people to come into our church, and you know, this is where a lot of the bigger worship movements started coming into play. You know, a lot of these worship bands and and churches that are known for their worship, right? This is where they actually became popular. A lot of people don't, you know, they 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 really started getting moving, and a lot of people don't really know it. Like for example, I mean, places like Hillsong United. Right. Mm -hmm. One of their first albums came out um, in the mid to late 1990s and it started a, a real big movement. Now, the ultimate idea of this movement was, was that the best way we can get people to come to the church is to actually make it not look like church, to not make it mm -hmm. feel like church. Yeah. You know, and and it was something very dynamic, something very uh, revolutionary in that, you know, people come in and they're expecting, you know, hymnals. And they're expecting very <laughs> yeah, slow yeah. worship and they're yeah. not expecting a stage or flashy lights or smoke and, you know, and, and um, very up-tempo, very modern type music. And, and I'm actually perfectly fine with all of this, but, at, you know, it, it's getting to the point where are we now beginning to allow a lot of that worldly ideas and worldly views to actually really impact the church today? Mm. And... And so that's what we actually really, really want to focus on. And I brought you in because, um, you know, we're, we, we want to take this from two different angles. You and I are, are um, polar opposites um, when it comes to the church because, uh, unlike myself, um, I don't have a whole lot of roots within the church. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I came just by myself, no family, not a whole lot of friends, but you're kind of the opposite. So just so the audience can get to know you a little bit more here, um, I just want to ask you, so how long have you been attending the all nations i've been at that church since i was born i was like literally born i was probably born in the sanctuary so you're one of those people who was literally born and raised <laughs> yeah the yeah, church. yeah. Okay. My, my parents brought me there as long as i can remember i've been there so you've been you've been in this church for for a very long time and you know i've yeah. kind of seen this go two ways you know i find that people who are in the church born and raised in the church they kind of mm -hmm. they either feel like this need to get out of the church yeah. and create their own life and you know even if it means not having a, a strong relationship with christ and then there are also those who who rise above and are able mm -hmm. to really tap into christ and you are obviously one of those people you've been you've been working in the church for a little bit so i mean how long have you even been serving now 
Serving. Um, I guess it depends on what you mean by serving. I got involved in ministry. I think I was in high school. Uh, I'm 24 now. Okay. So I was in maybe grade... Yeah, maybe grade nine, eight or nine, maybe. It's I got involved in the videography and photography. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, when I was younger, I just thought it was cool. So I was like, I want to get involved in that. And so... But you now you're you're also now a youth leader, right? And that, right. So so how long how long have you been a youth leader now? Uh, I think it was 2014 okay. that it was Pastor Phil. Yeah. He was leading the youth ministry at that time, and I'm pretty sure that's when I got involved. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so you've been so it's about five years about now. Five, yeah, yeah, five years now. That's okay. crazy. How much family do you even have in this church? biological family yeah. is really small it's just my immediate family so that's my sister and my parents okay so you don't have it so and biologically you don't have any aunties or uncles none, just but spiritually, you know, like, auntie and yeah, uncles, but right? spiritually culturally all the i think like a lot of people have aunties and uncles that i don't even know their names i couldn't even tell you like their relationship with my parents or you know mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in terms of like church family it's, it's pretty deep like family friends they Back to when I was young, like as long as I can remember, I've got people that I consider family, and that spans about like 10, 15 families, Quite not 10, bit. 15 people, like yeah. 10, 15 families. So. Quite a bit then. Yeah. But, um, basically, when I was first showing up, you know, I, I looked, I didn't look the part. Mm. Um, okay. You know, I... I remember there was a point in time where I was like growing up my hair, like the cultural yeah, differences. I had, yeah, yeah. I had earrings and stuff like that, and so I was, I was definitely not looking the part, so to speak. And mm-hmm. and, and you know, it, it's funny because I could pretty much come to church however I wanted to, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm driving myself to church now. Yeah. For you, was that different? That's you couldn't even show up to church without brushing your hair mm-hmm. or combing your hair because, at least. To my knowledge, you're, it's a re- it's a reflection on them that they don't take care of you or they haven't taught you to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So gotcha. It's you come looking proper, quote unquote proper, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. make sure that you're a good representation of your parents, you know? And once that's instilled with you from young, it's kind of hard to try Just and deviate, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I get it. I Okay, in your opinion, do you think we should still be coming in our Sunday best, or do you think we should be coming as we are? I think, I think it's kind of like what you said before. That I think "come as you are" refers more to your heart posture, the condition, yeah, which you're in. Yeah, okay. uh, I think arguments can be made for both, right? Uh, realistically, though, I think you come as you want to you know what i mean like it's it's there's one of those things where i think it's to your own conviction you know come mm-hmm. come as you want to there's and we're not going to get into all the like oh if this is allowed and that is allowed because i think that's cultural and it's subjective and it's like it yeah. varies from denomination you know so but what i would say for um coming as you are on sunday's best i just the way i dress for my own personal reasons, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if I come in uh, a suit or if I come in a t-shirt, yeah, I always make sure that I come clean in mm-hmm. my in my eyes, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. That's how I show my respect to God, that I'm not showing up anyhow, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, yeah. I think that's partially cultural as well because some people it doesn't matter what they're wearing and to them if I if they came in like an undershirt and yeah. dirty boxers they still feel as pure as pure can be you know yeah. so because I mean there is a you know there is there is a lot more modern style churches in in the U.S. for example nowadays where you know pastors will literally just show up in jeans and a t-shirt it's yeah. almost like yeah. um, you know Apple's launch party where <laughs> you got the CEO of the company wearing jeans and a turtleneck right, right? Um, and and it's and, it, and it's in a way it's just it's kind of like we're doing away with we don't need we don't need to be in a suit, but at the same time, though, this is, this is how you were brought up. This is how you were raised. Right. Right. Um, but what about those people who don't, who don't have nice clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, and the truth of the matter is we actually, we have some people in our church, you know, who, I mean, you could tell they, they come in what is their best clothes, but maybe for certain people, that's like, that's what they wear on an off day. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, how do we, how, how do we, how do we ultimately get to, Get to this point where we we you know make these ultimately these people you know who who don't have these nice clothes what do they do right what do they do it's, that's this is one of the things where I think community and your heart posture is so crucial mm-hmm. because if you walk into a room and you're the only person that stands out for some reason whether it's you don't have expensive clothes or whether you're not as tall as everyone else yeah. or you're not as elegantly speaking as like you know what i mean mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by people that care about you and they don't make you feel less than because of what you don't have mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you know what i mean yeah. and i think that 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 comes down to the church community you know and of course the individual but yeah i think that's more related to the people than what they actually have but here's the thing, though. I mean, and, and be truthful. Be honest, okay? Of course. How do you think the members of the church, let's say if some, some, some guy, let's say your age, shows up to church wearing yeah. a suit that smells like weed, how, how, do, how do the people embrace them? Mm. I'm not talking about the leaders. I'm talking about the people. Yeah. Because let's face it. I mean, there's a lot more people than there are leaders within the church. There's a lot more people than there are pastors within the church. And so the thing is, is that, I, I, you know, I hate to break it to you, but that 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 warming heart of one person can be overwhelmed by the many judgmental eyes. Right, right, right. So I mean, do you realistically, from what you've seen and mm. what you've been going through and, and growing up within church, do you do you do you think do you think that person is is like being looked at, maybe being judged a little? I like the way you put that. I really I really like the way you put that. It it balances out both sides. And yeah. honestly speaking, like truthfully speaking from what I've seen our church specifically like because that's what I can speak on mm-hmm. has gotten so much better yeah and well yeah yeah absolutely we've gotten so much better is we're all people you know and yeah. at the end of the day it's just people getting better mm-hmm. and I think maybe five years ago um might have been a different there story. was a lot more judgment on yeah. uh, on first sight that would you generally see mm-hmm. you know and I think now um shout out to what everyone in the leadership what you guys are doing with connect it's it's a much more welcoming environment to someone who's unchurched mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah for and sure. that's 
I think that's that's a blessing to have because that's the reason we have church, you know. Yeah. So, you know, we could focus on our church and, and we could talk our church up. Right. But at the end of the day, I mean, this, the, uh, you know, this show isn't just about our church. It's about the body of Christ. Exactly. And so, I mean, do you think that we're do you think that we as a church, OK, are embracing every member as Christ would? Nah. No, I think. I think it's and very I mean, easy to have, say no. Have, have, I mean, outside of our church, have you seen it maybe in another church? Because I know you performed in other churches and whatnot, yeah. right? So yeah, I went to a church. We, we um, don't have to name names. Yeah, no, of course not. Names. I went to a church to minister a spoken word, mm-hmm. a couple of spoken word pieces. Okay. And one gentleman was sent home because the pastor said that um, rap music is demonic, like. Gotcha. Yeah, like for the guy to minister his like Bible scriptures through a rhythmic mm-hmm. speech on a beat, like he said, like that's demonic, and it was eye opening for me because I didn't think that could still happen. That happened what twenty seventeen, and so yeah. like so it's still something current, it's yeah. still an issue today. That yeah, and and that goes back to the fact that you know obviously this this pastor is is not. He, he's obviously he or she is is ultimately um, allowing culture to supersede um, biblical principle. Hey, I, in, I, I in, can't in, even in the sense, but I'm not a pastor, so I'm not even I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's not my jurisdiction to say it. I'm just the the reason I bring it up is to say that uh, I know as the church we have some views that are um, kind of not up for debate. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Some things that I think there is room to discuss. Yeah. I think some people don't, don't give that it. room. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, um, I remember there was a, a buddy of mine, and this was years and years and years back. And, you know, this was obviously at that stage where um, I, th- I feel like in Canada, we're usually a couple of steps behind when, when what's trending in the U.S. and what's happening yeah. over there. And so at the time... You know, the movement, this movement of really just come as you are, pastors up there in a t-shirt mm-hmm. and, and jeans. Um, the whole contemporary Sunday morning. Yeah, movement. you know, it was something that was very kicking off and alive and well in the U.S., but here in Canada, still not not so much. And, and um, you know, I remember having a conversation with him, and I brought him out to church a couple of times, but he ultimately told me, he said, look, I don't want to come anymore. And I said, why? And he, he turned to me, and he was just like, because what I'm wearing right now are the best clothes that I have. Mm. And I feel like I, I, I feel embarrassed mm. coming to church because everyone's wearing suits. They look great. They look well, even to the point where like the only services he would even be willing to go to was um, something like a youth service or something like that, where the dress code isn't so strict. Even right. though some churches, you know, yeah. even in the youth service, they're like, they're like, come, yeah, come, come in suits, <laughs> come, come, come wearing your Sunday best, you know, type yeah. deal. So, I mean. It, it it all it made me feel bad because I mean of course are are how how are we helping these 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 people who who feel this way because he didn't have the money mm-hmm. to buy a suit he didn't have money to buy clothes you know and some of these people are actually really trapped in their vices whether it be drug addiction alcohol addiction that half or more than half of their paycheck goes mm-hmm. to those things right so in some cases it's not even that they don't have the money to buy clothes. But they're just spending it on other things, and and it, it, it you know it breaks my heart because it's almost like, are we getting to that point where the qualification to even enter a church building is to look your best, mm. you know? And if you don't look your best, you're going, you're going 
to get eyes on you. You're mm -hmm. going to have people talk about you. And ultimately, I mean, there are members who, who are going to make people feel that way. And I don't necessarily look at them and be like, man, these members need to get saved. These members mm -hmm. need Jesus. We're all a work in progress, right? Yeah. We all have certain issues that we need to deal with. And right. unfortunately, some of these issues, people just you know need to deal with that judgmental condemnation side yeah. of them that they have going on. And it, yeah, it just, it, it ultimately breaks my heart, but it, 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 it kind of gets me to the point where with this guy, let's say he, he toughed it out and he decided he was going to come to church anyways. How well do you think he would be received by people? And, mm. and do you think someone, let's say, for example, like him in, in his position, in, in his condition, would he be embraced by members? Would he be able to even, let's say, if he wanted to join a ministry, would, would, you know, how, how attractive mm -hmm. would he be to people? Yeah. Do you, do you think it would be, you think he would have kind of like the stigma against him where he's not able to like connect into the church because people are going to be resistant against him? I think it comes down to teaching and execution mm -hmm. on both sides, meaning being the body of the church and the individual yeah like once you teach the members and the leaders and the church in general once you teach the church that this is how your behavior comes off like some of them genuinely don't know like yeah. there there are i have aunts and uncles who will literally walk and say like oh what's wrong with your hair they'll <laughs> like, just anything that comes yeah out like they'll say what's wrong just, with you your hair you can't say that and they <laughs> they see no issues with that like it's you have to help people become aware mm -hmm. of the impact that their actions and their words have. Yeah. And then those people have to now make a change, you sure. know? And then at the same time, the individual, we as the church and the leaders also have that obligation to teach them, mm -hmm. to say like, okay. hey, like, it's okay to, you know, yeah. to communicate it's okay to um reach a little bit out of your comfort zone and say hi to someone you know i know it's difficult of course it's difficult uh, yeah, but no, abs absolutely i think that's also important because when you find when you find yourself in a corner and not getting involved mm -hmm. when you put yourself in a corner it's going to take a little bit more for someone to leave their group to pull you out of the corner yeah. whereas if you came into the group and said hey my name is this i know it's difficult to do that mm. it's i think it's harder for someone to say ew whatever you are <laughs> go into this corner exactly. you know what i mean exactly yeah yeah i mean i i i'm not i've been guilty of this you know because i've you know Every church has certain individuals that are very difficult to deal with. Everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Even just know, every church, and, every and job, every school, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Even you jobs and, and whatnot. We see it all yeah. the time. It's just certain individuals, you see them and you instantly go the other way. Because, and it's not, it's not necessarily how they dress or how they smell or how they look. It's just even their character, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, I mean, we need to, we need to definitely help out and, 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 and touch these individuals 100%. And, and, and really kind of get them to a place. But it, it kind of gets me thinking, you know, is, is church becoming a popularity contest mm -hmm. even? It's a good question. You know, where, where um, everything needs to be attractive. Mm -hmm. Everything needs to be put in, in this nice package. And if it's not in this nice package, then we don't want it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's like, it, 
you know, it's kind of almost like buying like a new pair of Jordans. And it's like you bought you bought this crazy expensive pair of Jordans. Let's say it's a limited edition. And you kind of like show up in a nice box. I want to see some gold wrapping when I open <laughs> yeah. up this box. I want to see yeah. some reflective, you know, I want to I want to see something that that's that's that that reflects what I've paid. Yeah. You know, it's almost like we're getting to the point where we don't even really care much as mm-hmm. to what's in the box. We just right. want the box to look good. Mm. And it you know, I I see a lot of pastors and a lot of messages and what's being preached on YouTube and 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 what you see in books and everything else and you kind of I honestly, I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of messages of pastors speaking to the congregation saying, look, we need to get to a place where we're making people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of got me thinking, you know, is, is, is church becoming more of a popularity contest mm-hmm. to the point where, it, you know, we're going to be attracted to certain people and we're going to cling to those certain people. And maybe we're going to leave those who are not as attractive off to the side. Right. Yeah, that's that's. It's one of those sticky I'm situations. Nah, no, <laughs> like those are one of those things that are the harsh reality of like the life we live, you know. And I think as people, they're just because it's our day and age, you know. We're that's, so visually like things have to be visually appealing because mm-hmm. we we're, we're spoiled. Yeah, so many things are so good now, so we don't appreciate the time or the effort or the substance behind them mm-hmm. because any and everything can look good. Yeah. Like a really garbage, um, oh man, how do I say this and not be offensive? Someone who, okay, but sometimes you just got to someone whose talents you may not appreciate. Yeah. Let's say, uh, a rapper mm-hmm. that I may think is using nursery rhymes on a beat and, shouldn't be looked at as a lyrical genius yeah like the package that they're put in yeah and pushed out absolutely it's like oh it's great and so i think we have and then and then you have like soundcloud rappers who actually got some no who have some real talent and some real skill who but their package isn't as nice yeah and so we miss the content Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's just the, the society we live in like Visually appealing wins. It's interesting that you say that. So I want us to turn to our first Bible verse here. And, and um, I want us to look at something because it, it, it does. It, it's, it's amazing how this how the Bible can really speak to us in, in, in current generations. And so we're going to look at Luke chapter 19. And, you know, those who've been going to church for some time, you definitely know this this passage. So we're going to kick it off from verse 1, and it says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he mm-hmm. sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short, short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, And said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste, came down, and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, in other words, the people, when they saw it, they all complained, Mm. saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Right. So here you have a a person who's unpopular, Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, at the time, people hated tax collectors, and the reason why they hated them—they still is, hate tax know, collectors. I, I mean, yeah, still today we don't like tax collectors, right? <laughs> I mean, they're they're. I mean, I I haven't. I I'm not even going to say because. It's almost, it's almost to the point where you can't you can't even say the company's name because you they might actually Come hear this. pocket check yeah. you, right? I mean, I, I got a certain letter from the government, from a certain division of the government um, this year that said that I owed them money back from 2003. It was an oversight on their part. They didn't see it, but they just wanted to let me know, hey, we're going to garnish this from your tax return this year. And I'm like, really, 2003? There's no way. If I decided to forget to 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 claim something, yeah. I can't go back and claim it. But now all of a sudden, they, you know, 2003, like it, it was absolutely absurd. And so, I mean, tax collectors in general are not loved. But in the time in which in which we're talking about here in Luke chapter 19, a large reason why the tax collectors were not liked was because they're they're fancy living or their rich lifestyle was actually more taken from the people because even though, for example, they would come up and say, you owe me $20 in taxes, mm -hmm. and that would actually be legit as far as taxes go, they would actually come up to the people and say, you owe me $50 for taxes yeah. and pocket the 30, take the 20 back to the government. Right. And this is why people really, really disliked tax collectors. But it, it kind of got me thinking now. I, I, I've, I even did a sermon on, on Zacchaeus and I studied it a little bit and I realized something is that, you know, the Bible makes mention that he was short in stature. And I find it funny because the Bible usually doesn't really kind of just throw stuff in there to not really kind of give it meaning or content, mm -hmm. you know. And it got me thinking that maybe Zacchaeus was, was this type of person who was rejected by society. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes these people who are rejected by society go into a way of life that is not so very popular society, but yeah. it's a means to an end to get their own, right? It's it's their ability. Hey, look, if you people don't like me, then that's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna do me. Mm. I'm gonna go out and take care of me. And if that means I gotta take your money, I'm taking your money. And it, it, you know, so it got me thinking that this is a unpopular character, unpopular guy who was short in stature. The people probably didn't care much for him, even just by looks alone. Forget the fact that he's a tax collector, but even just by looks alone. Right. They didn't really care for him. Mm -hmm. And so it, it ultimately got me thinking, are we more worried about being socially acceptable than our relationship with Christ? Mm. You know, he, he, finally, we have we have Zacchaeus, right, who who was someone who was short in stature. Profession was hated. But catch this. The people didn't care for him. The people did not like him. Right. And in fact, it got to the point where you have this, this wonderful man in Jesus Christ, a great teacher, a man who so many people were thinking is a prophet at this point in time, and you know was performing miracles, healing people, helping people out, but they were quick to judge even him yeah. when he was sitting with Zacchaeus. And you know, obviously it was just like, how could he possibly sit with this sinner? So Zacchaeus was definitely not loved by the people, but in his profession, the only friends that he probably would have had were other tax collectors. In other words, other tax collectors who didn't care about people, they probably didn't even care about each other. But the yeah. fact that, you know, they were probably the only people they could yeah, really reach out they to all they and talk to, it was pretty much all that they had, right? Yeah. But by Zacchaeus ultimately now doing what he did, if you, reach, if you read down further past verse 8, Zacchaeus then ultimately comes out 
and begins to tell Jesus Christ, look, I'm going to give half of my belongings to the poor and everything that which I took from people that I should not have taken to people, I'm going to give it back to them. And so by doing this, he's, he's shunning his, almost his profession. He's now to actually going in and, and, and the one crowd that which he fit into, yeah. he's taking himself out of. Yeah. He's actually putting him in a place where now he's going to be rejected probably by both people. Yeah. Because here's the thing, just because he starts giving stuff back to the poor and he's giving yeah. people back their money, it, it doesn't mean we're all good. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't mean we're all good. You know, sometimes yeah. people will come to you, they'll apologize to you and say that you're so sorry. And the thing is, is that even though people be like, okay, fine, they're still going to walk away bitter. Yeah. Right? You know, that's how, that's how, that's just human nature and how we are, and or at least how we can be sometimes. But right. so he's now shunning away two sides, right? He or, or he's shunning away the one side that which would even possibly like him all for the sake of salvation. Right. All for the sake of, of showing... I need you, Jesus. And so are we are we getting to the point where we would rather be socially accepted? Right? Would we rather put on this facade and this show to to kind of let people know that hey, I'm I'm someone who's worthwhile to get to know rather than kind of mm -hmm. just being who we really are and and allowing Christ into our heart. It's a uh... It's a conversation everyone has to have with themselves, you know, <laughs> like we, we all have our own struggles and I think pride is one of those things that Absolutely, can really separate you from people. Mm -hmm. I think pride and greed, and I, I think greed is just a different form of pride because you just think that you deserve or you should have something more than other people, which is pride yeah and so like i think pride is really what severs relationships and if you don't check yourself or ask god to show you mm. where those issues are inside of you you're not going to succeed in this area no, like, sure. you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to seek god mm -hmm. instead of people yeah. because pride can make you seek people yeah, right because sure. you want approval or you want um just glory you want yeah like you want to there's just when you're not seeking the kingdom the pride of life is like the next option like, absolutely so the big three right yeah the big three the lust of the eyes lust of the flesh and then ultimately the pride of life right, right. which keeps us in sin keeps us in bondage keeps us mm -hmm. from exposing who we really are as christians you know and and so, you know it's it, it was the, it, this was something me personally you know um growing up as a young leader i i i was surrounded by really really great leadership right the people who were That's technically my my peers right right um i looked at them like pillars of faith you know the way they prayed the way they studied the bible the way they kept their life i always felt like i was two or three steps behind <laughs> And I didn't want to come out and tell anyone this, I, you know, and I was almost like suffering in silence, even as a young leader, right? Where, you know, ministry, I'm in charge of ministries. I got people under me and I'm afraid to kind of come out and say, I need help. Yeah. I'm struggling. I need help. And it's not until you, you, you break down that wall mm -hmm. and get into the unknown, which is scary, right? Because let's of face course. it, right? I mean, as Christians, we're afraid one, we're going to get shunned. We're afraid we're going to be, you know, looked as outcasts. 
Um, people are going to start gossiping about what it is we're going through. All our dirty laundry has been aired, yeah. right? Especially in, you know, like, for example, hey, look, I could go to a pastor or I could go to a leader. And, you know, for someone like myself who doesn't have a whole lot of roots in the church, it might be a little bit easier. Right. But someone like you, yeah. on the other hand, right? Now, let's say you have a little bit more biological aunties and uncles. Yeah. Right. And I find that some, you know, in, 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 in the African culture, some of these aunties and uncles, they could just be yeah. very plain. They don't care. They'll say whatever's on their yeah. mind. And so you kind of open up to to a leader or to a pastor in the church and they have ties with their family. Somehow this stuff gets leaked. And now suddenly <laughs> the whole family knows and suddenly everyone's talking. And yeah, you got a wildfire going on. Exactly. So, uh, you know, and, and these are the thoughts and fears that which go into our mind and which people are, are, are so desperately struggling. And and it's 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 like we have to wear this exterior that shows that we're good, mm -hmm. not just in life, but as Christians as well, that we're not sinning, you know, and yeah. and, and I, I, I you can as a pastor, <laughs> you see people who talk to you, you know, you people talk to you, they, they tell you their sins, they tell you, you know, what's going on in their life and whatnot. And, you know, during a service or, a pa you know, a sermon when the pastor's like, you know, raise your hand if you're struggling with this. I just want to pray with you. All eyes closed. No one look. Yeah. You know, yeah try to get the setting at least, you know, like just, just come out of your shell just a little to say I'm struggling. Yeah. And you, you could tell that like these people aren't raising their hands because they don't want anyone to know what they're doing. Of course. They yeah. don't want anyone to know what they're struggling with. And, and it just, you know, are we, are we ultimately getting to the place where, where we're more concerned about fitting in and looking the part yeah. rather than our salvation? All right. So unfortunately, our time is getting way too spent here. So we kind of have to cut this off, but we're going to continue it off in the next episode. Uh, so we're going to take this uh, to a part two. Um, so we just want to thank everyone for joining in. Um, please stay tuned for next week. We're going to continue on in this conversation. There's still a lot more that you and I got to talk about, a lot more that you and I got to discuss because we need to hammer out these issues. And uh, we're ultimately going to hammer back into the real, the real meaning of this message. So I, I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you for joining us on A Place Where I Belong podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach us in the links below. If you enjoyed this podcast today, then hit that subscribe button. Until next time, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself and God bless you.